Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first entertainment pod of the year. Hopefully, you guys are doing well as we're starting off 2022 first week, and hopefully, you guys are having a good start to your year so far. We got some movies and shows to talk about for 2022. Uh, this is our 2022 preview. We're going to talk about some of the movies, some of the shows that I'm looking forward to. Maybe there's some that you're looking forward to that I don't have on my list. Maybe I'll check them out. It might, it might be a 2019 situation where I didn't have a lot of those movies on my list. But I went to see them and enjoyed them. So maybe it's like that. We're also going to talk about 2021. We're kind of going to kind of do a sort of look back on the year that was as we slowly got back into the movie theaters. Some of us did. And we also saw... Movies on streaming services, whether it's HBO Max, Paramount Plus, or whatever. We also had that last year. So we're going to talk about 2022 and talk about some of the stuff coming up this year. Because there's a lot of good stuff that I'm excited about for this year. But we're also going to talk about 2021. Talk about some of the movies. I'm not going to get a definite top 10. But I'm going to let you guys know on where I stand on some of the movies of 2021. Just looking at the list right now trying to count up 27 movies i saw this year some of them i saw multiple times uh some of those multiple times were on streaming services like suicide squad i know i've seen that twice on hbo max when it was released and we also got some movies that i just saw straight up twice in the or three times in the movie theater so we're going to talk about those movies and talk about what's to come in 2022. So I'm looking forward to this year. Hopefully you guys are as well. Awesome house cleaning to get out of the way as always. Be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcasts. Whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Anchor. Be sure to go follow us there. Give us 5 star ratings, all that good stuff. Be sure to go follow the Views channel on those platforms as well. We just did a pod yesterday or first pod on that channel of the new year talking about a lot of stuff what's going on with antonio brown jim harbaugh if you want to take a listen go be sure go check out that channel and see what i had to say about antonio brown that whole situation is just i mean we, we thought we were done with the antonio brown saga and we had a period there a couple years ago where it seemed like almost a week or every week or every other week we were talking about him, and here we are again so if you want to check out my thoughts on all that stuff, be sure to go check out that channel. So with that out of the way, let's talk about the year that was in 2021. And let's start with last year. Of course, last year, we had some movies that were delayed from 2020 that were put into 2021, into that schedule. But we still were not completely sure what the 2021 schedule was going to look like, whether we are all going to be back in movie theaters. How were all these studios handling their movies? Were they going to do like Warner Brothers did late in 2020 and do a day and date release that they did this past year? And thankfully, it sounds like they are not going to be doing again. Although with the Batman, it sounds like they are going to do 45 days in the theaters and then it's going to be out on HBO Max. At least that's what it sounds like, but. 2021, we weren't completely sure about when and where we were going to be able to go back to the movie theaters 
And a lot of people did. There were some, some people that did not, and rightfully so. Some people were not comfortable going back yet. So hopefully, if you're one of those people, hopefully this is the year where you get a little bit more comfortable and are willing to go out to a movie theater. So hopefully this is the year you make it back to the theaters. Uh, but 2021, that was the year I think a lot of people made it back to the theaters and were very excited to get back there. I believe my first film, and I have have it here on my list, I don't know if this was the first movie I saw of 2021 or not, but it was Nobody. It was in the same kind of vein as the John Wick franchise starring Bob Odenkirk. And I'll tell you what, guys, right off the bat, if those two cross over, I wouldn't complain about it. But that was my first film in 2021 that I went and saw in the theaters. And I believe I was pretty much by myself, so I, I didn't have to worry about too much there. And uh, I know there are some people that probably made an effort to make sure to go to a screening that maybe didn't have a whole lot of people where they could avoid them and just be there by themselves. But that was my first film. I think it was in March of 2021. Yeah, I believe is when nobody came out. And so slowly but surely, you had some people that started to feel a little, just a little bit more comfortable with going back and the wearing and wearing masks and going in there. And so you start to see that happen more and more. Of course, you also still had some that did the day and day release again, going back to Warner Brothers and. HBO Max, of course, the Snyder Cut was this huge, sort of big thing that everybody wanted, and it was finally here, and it happened, and guys, I gotta say, honestly, one of my biggest shocks of 2021 was Peter liking the Snyder Cut, but also saying it's one of the best DCEU films they've ever put out, and I can't say, I can say, I don't disagree with them. I don't know. I don't know if it's the the best DCEU film. I think that's probably still reserved for Wonder Woman or Shazam. But I mean, it's up there. It's definitely up there. And so you finally had this happen after years of people asking and begging for it, petitioning for it. It finally happened, and that came out on HBO Max. So if you got four hours to kill, <laughs> there you go. You also had Godzilla vs Kong, which I believe it was one of the first ones that was day and date for for HBO. And I think I didn't, I, I couldn't help myself. I had to watch it on HBO Max first. Fortunately, I did get to go out to a theater and see it because, I mean, it's Godzilla versus Kong, everybody. I mean, <laughs> it's Godzilla versus Kong. What, what else are you going to do? Uh, but slowly but surely... Everybody started coming back. He started to get into the summer movies, in which, like, you had, like, Cruella in the Heights, Fast 9, which Fast 9 made a whole lot of money, even though the movie was sort of, eh. But it came back and made a whole lot of money. It probably helped the theaters a lot that it was so successful. Uh, you also had movies that were delayed in 2020, like A Quiet Place Part 2 that was supposed to come out really early on in 2020, around March and April, around that time period. And it came out this year. One of my favorite films of the year last year. You also had other films 
that were coming out later in the summer that were actually kind of surprises to me. Um, I will say Suicide Squad, it was a little bit of a surprise of how much I liked it. I know if you guys listened to the Spider-Man predictions pod, you know, Peter liked it. I, we did a whole pod talking about it. Matt and Rebecca, it's not, it's not, listen, Suicide Squad isn't for everybody. And I, I get that. It, all film is subjective. And listen, that type of film is not for everybody. It, it's just not. So it's going to be a film that some people like and a film that some people are just like, it's hey, it's not for them. But it was a surprise to me about how actually good it was, how much heart there was in there with all these characters. And then another surprise for me is Free Guy. Now, listen, I, I've heard some people say like they, they didn't care for it. I've heard some people say they like it. I'm in the camp where I, I liked Free Guy. I thought it was a nice, charming film that had some heart in, in there. Of course, you got Ryan Reynolds leading that film. And you got a really great supporting cast, and you got a lot of fun cameos, and uh, relating to the Disney IP, which was a lot of fun. So, honestly, if you guys haven't checked it out, I recommend it for you. Uh, if those types of films are your thing, where like there's some video game elements in there, and stuff like that. Um, and of course, we had our usual Marvel slate that we had this year. Of course, Black Widow was the first one up. Then we got Shang-Chi, and in the same vein of the superhero films, we got Venom, Let There Be Carnage after that was being delayed for so long. We got Eternals, and then finally, we got Spider-Man No Way Home, which I I mean, you guys probably know where that ranks on <laughs> my, fa- my favorites of 2021. But we had those start to come out, and we also had another film, that came out that we've been long anticipating for with No Time to Die. After That was one of the first films I can remember being delayed along with The Quiet Place Part 2. I remember hearing about that. I, I think I remember actually doing a short little pod and we actually discussed that it was delayed. And we know the story after that. And so it finally came out this year. So we finally got Daniel Craig's last run as, as Bond finally. We also had Dune, honestly one of my favorite films of the year, and honestly I enjoyed it more than Eternals. I don't know if I've said that on this pod, but there we go. I enjoyed it more than Eternals, and so you had this big film from Denis Villeneuve that everybody had been anticipating it for so long, with an extraordinary cast, with huge and popular source material with the books and so that finally came out and then of course you got some of your oscar films that come out later on in the year you got some like tick tick boom you got west side story you know you got those towards those types of films you also have the matrix resurrections which that was the last movie i saw this year and of course that was if i remember right if you look at pre-pandemic, which I know it's kind of hard to think about the pre-pandemic days now, but once upon a time, this Matrix film and John Wick 4 were supposed to come out on the same day. And of course, now that's changed. Resurrections is now out and on on HBO Max. And you also got films like John Wick 4 that have been delayed, I think, to 2023. 
after it was supposed to come out this year. So you had that. You also had a lot of musicals this, this year. I went and saw a lot of musicals, everybody. Uh, In the Heights was one of them. Then you got Tick, Tick, Boom was one of them. West Side Story. You just had a whole lot of musicals come out this year that were, honestly, I liked all of them pretty much. Uh, and they were all fun in their own different ways. Of course, you had your Disney Pixar films like Luca and Akanto, which I both really enjoyed. The Week is No Way Home. I went and saw Encanto, West Side Story, and No Way Home. Sing No Way Home twice. That's not a bad week at the movie theaters. And that's any indication of how far we come from the early part of 2021 to the end of 2021. Honestly, that week for me personally felt like a week in 2019 when I saw a lot of movies that year. It was like, it felt like it was back in, I was back in 2019 seeing all those movies in one week. And uh, it was, it was just a blast. But overall, I mean, hey, 2021 had a lot of different variety in there. I know there's some other films that, I uh, I didn't mention that are on my list, and maybe there are some that are on your list that maybe I didn't get to check out. So maybe maybe I'll find out and check them out in 2022. Uh, there's always time you can always check out these films later on. So with that said, I guess if I want to give you guys a rough my rough thoughts on 2021 as far as my top ten, I'll be honest, I struggled. You guys, <laughs> I struggled. A whole lot. I mean, you guys probably know what number one is again. But after that, I kind of struggled with what I was going to put on here. Honestly, I have Dune in here. I I think I want to put Tick, Tick, Boom on here because I really enjoyed that. Andrew Garfield, again, this man put <laughs> two Oscar-worthy performances in Tick, Tick, Boom and, on, and in his various press tours denying he's in no way home. And honestly, guys, if you read the Variety article that he did talking about it, I'm just thankful he's finally admitting it. Although, I mentioned this to the guys, it would have been fun to see him keep playing along with that bit there that he's not in this, that it's a Photoshop. But, uh, glad he's able to finally talk about it now, and not having to hold all that in and lie to everybody about it. But, he's really good in that, so that's probably in there. Uh, honestly, Free Guy might be in there. Suicide Squad is probably in there. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was, if it wasn't for No Way Home, it, was, it would probably be the best comic book movie film of 2021 for me. But it, you can't underestimate what that film did. New character, new world, comes in swinging and knocks out of the park. So I probably have that in my, around my top 10 as well. A Quiet Place Part 2. I still think A Quiet Place Part 1 is better, but this one is really good too. Uh, and I had forgotten that <laughs> that was in 2021, but it was like, oh yeah, that was early in 2021. Uh, Snyder Cut, honestly, yeah, I might put Snyder Cut in my top 10. It's not, honestly, a surprise. Uh, Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright film, I really enjoyed. So I might put that in my top 10. <sighs> I don't know. I might have already gone over 10 right now at, a, at this point. Uh, I really liked Encanto. Uh, West Side Story might be up there. Ghostbusters Afterlife was really fun. Uh, no Time to Die. I mean, there's just a whole lot there. But uh, 
I mean, you guys can probably have a rough... You guys probably have a rough guess at what is probably some of the films I might put in my top ten. Maybe some of these films are the are films that you put in your top ten. Or maybe some of them are films you haven't seen yet. But overall, if you're looking back at 2021, again, it was a it was a tough year. We had some people wait to get back into the movie theaters, and we had some people that did. And slowly 2021 took shape and we got a whole lot of content, whether it's in the theaters or whether, you know, you watch it at home on a streaming service like HBO Max. We had a lot of fun content to digest this year. And so we'll see what 2022 brings us, what type of year this year is going to bring to us in the world of entertainment. And I know we didn't talk about shows in here, even though we're going to talk about shows in 2022, but there's a lot of good shows in 2021 as well. I guess with that said, let's stop looking at the past and let's start talking about the future. And let's start by looking at what's coming out in 2022 that I'm looking forward to and some films that you may be looking forward to. Of course, one of the bigger pieces of news that's happened recently here is Morbius, which Honestly, they've actually done a pretty good job of getting everybody's interest peaked and what Morbius is going to be. And Morbius, if you haven't seen yet, it's been pushed back to April 1st. I didn't know if it was true or not. It, you know, could have been an early, you know, if it's on April 1st, April Fool's Day. So there's all, there's always that possibility. But that film gets delayed from January. Oh, it's... I forget which day in January, but sometime around mid-January, to be as specific as I can, moves to April 1st, whether it's due to reshoots or whatever. So I'm kind of a bit bummed about that, but nonetheless, I'm still actually waiting what that is. You got the new Scream movie that's coming out here pretty soon, I believe January 14th, so not too long, and I saw a little... A little piece that said, you know, the reviews are not that bad. They're, they're actually pretty good. So, uh, we'll see. That might be the first film that I go check out in uh, twenty four uh, in 2022. So, Scream, be sure to go check that out. And then, after that, let's just take a look at some of the films that I think you guys pretty much know. Some of the ones I'm most excited about. But, but, anyway, let's get on through them. Uh, and no particular kind of release date order. You know, just building off a list off my own knowledge. Top Gun Maverick. That's one that's been delayed so much as well. And that's been one that's been eager, eagerly anticipated for so long. As the sequel to Top Gun. And the trailers that look fun. We were supposed to get it, I think, late last year. I think, I want to say December, but of course, delays happened. And now we're getting it in 2022. Let's just pull up the 2022 list, everybody. I think that'll help me out a little bit. And that'll, that'll probably help you out a little if you don't know what specific date that these films are on. But Top Gun Maverick, it's got to be one that 
you're looking at is like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be wanting to go check that out. And so Top Gun Maverick, it's got to be one of those that people are so excited to see and I'm excited to see as well. So be sure to check in on that May 27th, so Memorial Day weekend. So if you guys don't got any plans by then, I guess you can go check out Top Gun Maverick. So I believe in, I have a rough top 10. This might not be an official top 10, but at my initial top 10, I had at number six. So there's Top Gun Maverick. Another film that's coming out that I watched the trailer for last night, and honestly, it looks really wild. And uh, just looking at the basic synopsis on Wikipedia, I could tell, like, this is something I think my dad would be interested in because it's the Northman. It deals with Vikings. It's got a great cast, Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Hawke. It's got a great cast, directed by Robert Eggers, who did the film The Lighthouse with Dafoe and with our new Batman, Robert Pattinson, in 2019. So he's coming back with this one, and honestly, it looks wild, and it looks right up my dad's alley, and it looks like it could be up mine too, with uh, the cast and with the trailer. I mean, the trailer looked really good. So that's got to be up there. Uh, Mission Impossible 7, another Tom Cruise film. Uh, If you guys remember back when Mission Impossible Fallout came out, I really enjoyed that film. Henry Cavill is great as the villain in that story. I think we made the joke that, you know, it it was worth the CGI mess up in Justice League of him having that mustache. It was so worth it because he was so good in Fallout. And so you get this one. No official sort of, I guess, subtitle, you want to call it, for this one. Just Mission Impossible 7. But uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go next with this one and i mean it's looking like this next one is going to be even crazier with all the stunts you've seen tom cruise do that they put out there that they're bringing uh, that they got a great cast and they're bringing a lot of people back from the franchise so i'm really excited for this it's supposed to come out september 30th 2022 so it's gonna be a, a, a fall type of film I just can't wait for it to get here. I've been waiting since Fallout for this, so I'm ready for it to get going. So there's Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, Mission Impossible 7 right there. Uh, Kree 3. Uh, The Kree franchise has been really fun. Uh, The first one, of course, remarkable. With what Ryan Coogler did, came in, directed that film, and knocked out of the park. Michael B. Jordan as Creed, as Creed's son. And you, you got Stallone coming back as Rocky. And of course in Creed 2, you had the whole Drago storyline coming back in this one. With Creed 3, there's going to be a lot of interesting elements. Number one, of course, you know, where's the story going to go now with the character after you last saw him in Creed number two? Uh, could we st- st- could we see Stallone in this film? I, I don't know if I've seen anything, whether he's going to be in it or not but if he is i'm sure he's going to be a role similar to like the films that he's had 
here recently and uh in these films but Creed 3 it also brings another interesting thing the directorial debut at least I think I believe it is of Michael B. Jordan directing Creed 3 so it's going to be an interesting aspect of uh, seeing him direct this film and I want I don't know if there's been any sort of new casting in this film. I want to say I heard something like Jonathan Majors was going to be in this one as well. So that, I mean, you added him to this cast, that's already good. But, uh, I mean, Creed 3, I mean, I'm waiting for this one as well. This That's going to be a fun one to see where they take the story next for for this younger Creed. So, really excited for that. Uh, another one. Uncharted. This one is coming out here pretty soon. It's coming out around February. So, Tom Holland, I mean, <laughs> he's going to be back doing the press junkets here pretty soon. So, not too much of a not too much of a break here for uh for our Spider-Man, but he's got this new one coming out, Uncharted. It's based on the video game, the uh, the beloved video game and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this project surrounding uh, throughout the years with various directors about who was coming in and directing it. And, I mean, I'm looking at the Wik- Wikipedia. They've already they got the filmmakers listed. It goes from David O. Russell, Dan Trachtenberg, Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, Sean Levy, Travis Knight. And, you know, they were initially signed to the project to direct it. We had... Fan favorite Nathan Fillion, guys like Chris Pratt, Mark Wahlberg, who is in this film but as a different character, who were rumored to play uh, Nathan Drake, and Holland was cast in 2017, and he had principal photography commenced in March of 2020. So it was a long time to find the director for this one. Of course, they end up getting one in Ruben Fleischer. So. He's coming in and directing this one. And the trailers look really fun. It looks like an action action packed adventure type of movie that I'm looking that I'm really looking forward to. Of course, Tom is playing Nathan Drake. He got Wahlberg coming in as Sully. So Sony, they're definitely hoping that this is the start of a new sort of franchise for them. Uh and hopefully this is the first video game movie that hits really well the first like true video game movie that really hits i mean we've been anxiously waiting for one to actually do well and succeed and uh hopefully this is going to be the one that uh does it because the trailers look really outrageous and fun so that's coming out uh if you're in the uk february 11th and if you're in the united states february 18th so not too long just a little over a month so it's coming up pretty soon, but I'm excited for this one. Uh, and hopefully it does succeed as a video game film. Uh, a couple others here. Uh, let's go to the later part of the year. And let's talk about one that's coming out around Christmas time. And that is Babylon. And of course, this one is directed by Damien Chazelle. Who, if you know his work from First Man to La La Land, 
just great work. He's got this new film coming out, starring Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, with uh, our boy the youth pastor, Toby McGuire, coming in as an executive producer and appears in a supporting role in this film. Uh, this film is coming out on Christmas Day, being distributed by Paramount Pictures. It sounds like, from, just from reading about it, it sounds like it's going to be a film that's going to be start, uh, set in the era where silent film was sort of transitioned out and where he had sound coming into the uh, into the pictures and so i mean you got a great director directing this you got a great cast coming in here for this film so it, it should be it should be a good one it should be a good one and this should be one that i think we should all keep an eye on it's, it's probably gonna be an oscar type of film too as well so that's one that's coming out again later on in 2022, so it's not going to be out for a while, but still, keep an eye on that. And then Lightyear is one. Now, I know a lot of this caused some confusion about what specifically this film was going to be about. And, uh, of course, this film stars Chris Evans as the main voice of this film, in this film as Buzz Lightyear and essentially the premise it surrounds the fictional origin story of Buzz Lightyear the character who inspired the action figure in the Toy Story films so it's going to be based on the real guy and of course yes Evans is going to be voicing Buzz in this one and we've got a little bit of a trailer for it not too much but the trailer looks a whole lot of fun. It's coming around June 17th. So around P Peter and I, Peter, more so close to Peter's birthday, but it's coming around close to Peter's birthday and to my birthday. So it could be a good birthday treat with, uh, with this film. Of course, if it's produced by Pixar and Disney, I mean, it, it's bound to be pretty good. So when, I mean, honestly, Pixar and Disney together, essentially Pixar, they they have a really good track record. They probably have a better track record than Marvel, to be honest. Marvel, I mean, listen, Marvel has had some, you know, what, say what you want about Eternals, maybe it didn't, it didn't do as well, but Pixar, I mean, hey, it, they always seem to get the most out of their films, and it almost seems like they never miss. So, there's Lightyear, and I believe that's it for some of the non- you know, superhero, big, you know, type of films that are on our list. Of course, you got Fantastic Beasts coming out, The Secrets of Dumbledore. We'll see how that does. So let's get right on to the superhero films and all that sort, and the ones that are based in that type of world. And I guess, you know what, let's, let's rank them. Let's rank them by the ones... I'm most most anticipated in seeing and how this works out. I think if I rem if I'm counting up right, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's nine here, nine of them. So everybody that likes these films, we're eating good this year. We're doing really well. So. 
With that said, I guess let's go and rank them as far as most anticipated. And I think where we got to start with is... And honestly, with the uh, with the stuff surrounding it, while I am anticipating all these films, I think Black Panther is probably going to come in at number nine, Wakanda Forever. But if they're doing what they say they're going to do, if like Atlantis is going to come into it, they're going to finally introduce Namor. Uh, you where you have might have characters pop up like Riri Williams come in before she gets her own Ironheart show. It's just a whole lot of stuff that that surround this film, and you know you don't really know what's going to be, especially without Chadwick, with him not being in this film, and who's going to take on the mantle next. So, I really don't know uh, who's going to what's going to happen with this one. So, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is probably going to come in at number nine for me. Then coming in at number eight. I'm probably going to have Morbius on here. Now, the Morbius stuff has looked pretty good for the most part. But again, it's just... But the, the one thing that it has for it right now is the intrigue about... Where's this film set? You know, what universe is it set in? What time period is it set in, in whatever universe? You know, is it set in, like, the Amazing Spider-Man universe? Or the Venom universe. We don't know. So. That's probably the only thing it has going for it. I don't know too much about the Morbius character. Although. One thing that will help. Is. Got a a Marvel encyclopedia here recently. As. Today. (laughs) That's how recent. So. Maybe trying to brush up a little bit on Morbius. I did see him in this book. So maybe. Some of that might help in understanding him and uh, understanding where he might take place in the universe. Maybe, you know, there could be a crossover with Blade that could be possible. You know, we, we got a Blade appearance in Eternals at, with the end credits, so it's entirely possible. But Morbius, for me, is coming in at number eight as far as those films. Then number seven, I think number seven... For me, it might have to be. It might have to be Aquaman. Now, I actually like the first Aquaman. Uh, I I remember Peter didn't, but I actually like the first Aquaman movie. Really, really kind of enjoyed seeing what they did with Atlantis, and that one. And of course, this one sounds a little bit more bigger, sounds a little bit more crazier than the first one, that they're going to up the ante a little bit in uh, in the sequel. And so, I got a lot of other films that I'm anticipating more than this. But this one, it should, it should be good. Uh, it's going to be, an, like Babylon, it's going to be a late film, December 16th. Uh, so... It's going to be a while. You're going to have a couple other DC films that are going to be out by then. So, and we'll still have to see what is going to be in this film. I know we're going to, we're going to have Black Manta coming back in this one. It's probably going to expand on Arthur Curry's 
new kingdom and how um, what happens within his new kingdom as he became king at the end of the first one. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, that's coming in for me at number seven. Now, for number six... Man, that, there's, again, there's a lot of good stuff coming. There is. I think... Do I go with... You know what? I, I think... I think I'll have to. And I think I'm going to go with Black Adam. Again, th this is a film that we have been waiting for for so long. It feels like decades. It probably honestly is. And... The Rock has been wanting to take this role for a long time. And they finally got principal photography. They got into it like, oh crap, it's happening. They wrapped. And we got a first look at it at DC Fandom back in October. And with all the stuff there, with them talking about it, with the Justice Society of America playing a huge part in this, and talking about the action scenes are like Infinity War endgame level-esque. That's a lot of hype surrounding this film, and it's a new character. Really curious to see how Black Adam, what's his place in the DCEU, if there is still going to be one at all. More on that a little bit later. Uh, but Black Adam, yeah, coming in for me at number six. Then for, coming in for me at number five. Speaking of, uh, speaking of stuff that might change the DCEU, The Flash. Now, I guess you all have heard the rumors of what's supposed to, uh, what might happen in The Flash movie with it look like a lot of the DCEU continuity being shifted out. I mean, honestly, that's, I thought a version of that would somewhat happen in this movie. If you're going to do The Flash, you're going to do something like Flashpoint, this would be the prime opportunity to... Do something like that and to move forward with whatever DC has got planned. But honestly, I don't know. If, I still don't know if DC has a plan or if it's just going to be, you know, multiverse and, you know, all these different versions and, you know, everything going on all at once. But of course, The Flash, been a long time coming for this film as well. We finally got it coming. We got Affleck coming back as his version of Batman. We got Keaton coming back as his version of of Batman, who's also going to be appearing in the Batgirl TV show, I think, later this year. I think that's supposed to come out later this year. And so, there's a lot of intriguing plot points that you can have with it, you know. And if this is indeed a Flashpoint storyline, is it going to include some of the bigger points of the Flashpoint story? Are you going to have a lot of cameos in here from either previous DC movies or previous or previous movies from the DCU are they going to be somehow involved in this? And uh, it's going to be a multiverse type of film here, so uh, I'm really curious to see what this does. And uh, I mean, we don't know if those rumors are true for sure or not. I guess we're just going to see how it plays out. And if it doesn't play out in a good way, then I think we can actually say something on it. But I'm honestly curious about how this film does. I'm honestly curious. It, it's up ahead on no, it's number five for me. Just because of all that you could possibly have in it and 
got Andy Muschietti directing this, who's, who directed the first two It movies, It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. I, really, I like those movies. So, Flash is coming in number five on my list. Now, I don't think I'm, okay, I am not missing anything. At all, so I think you know, fittingly enough, I think I'm going to have Thor four, Thor Love and Thunder coming in at number four. I think that's fitting enough for this one. Now, if you've seen leaked concept art of Mighty Thor and the Thor we know with Jane and with Thor. And you've seen some concept art of their new costumes. Like, holy crap. Uh, this film looks like it could be on another level compared to Ragnarok. Of course, that that, that could happen when you bring Taika Watiti back to direct this film. And you just allow him to do whatever the crap he wants. And just reading about this film and seeing Taika's comments about it. Like, it is truly, it's probably going to be one that is truly a whole lot more wild than Ragnarok. And, of course, you're bringing in Christian Bale coming in to play Gore the God Butcher in this film. And you're also bringing in Russell Crowe. At least that's been a rumor that Russell Crowe is supposedly, supposedly going to be in this film. And you also got the Guardians of the Galaxy making an uh, appearance in this movie. Of course, that's the last time we saw the group of characters. That's the last time we saw Thor. Is that they were hanging out and that they were heading off into space there at the end of Endgame. So, you got that storyline to deal with. But also the Gore the God Butcher storyline. Which, if you know the storyline from the comics. Curious to see how that plays into this one. But, uh, again, I mean... You got Taika coming back and directing this film. This is going to be absolutely wild. And uh, you're going to have two Thors in this film. With uh, Natalie Portman coming back as Jane. Portraying the mighty Thor. And you got Hemsworth who. Looks like he's not going to be bro Thor. That we knew him in Endgame. So. Maybe they'll have a little workout scene. <laughs> with with uh, him getting back into his usual shape there. So. Thor Love and Thunder is going to come in for me on my number four. Number three, I think this is actually going to play out pretty closely to how I have my initial draft of my top ten. So, coming in at number three for me is going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, part one. Now, they just released a little trailer for this not too long ago. Right, pretty close to No Way Home, if I remember right. And they played us this clip, and you, you got Miles going into all these different universes. You got Spider-Man 2099, who we saw in the end credit of the first one, and we see him and Miles getting tangling, getting it into it here. And we also get the big surprise that hey, this is a part one, so there's going to be a second one coming out in 2023 so i guess you can imagine that film is going to be pretty high up on on my list when we get to that and when we get to next year but 
The first one did so well. It was an un unexpected surprise, but it was a welcome one. This film was truly awesome. It's one of the best Spider-Man films that's ever ever been made. I think this, Spider-Man 2, No Way Home, they're probably, for me, at least top three as far as Spider-Man films. And Spider, the first Spider-Man overall, I mean, it got knocked out for me by No Way Home, but like it's still really good as well. So, the first one coming in there like that, it had no business doing being as good as it was, but it was, and it was a welcome surprise with this one, oh, with the first one being so good. So, I'm eagerly anticipating this one, as uh, I'm sure so many other people are, and uh, see where they take the story next, and see what happens with Miles, and uh, see what other different versions of spider-man that we get in this film so coming in at number two for me is going to be multiverse of madness of course doctor strange 2 it was supposed to come out late in march it got pushed back to early may so it's going to be right around that sweet spot of the summer blockbuster but i mean honestly the summer blockbuster can be anytime from like freaking april honestly with, uh, with the way things have gone the last few years, but Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the trailer just looked out downright bonkers. And uh, if you've read rumors and read leaks like that, it, it sounds just like... <laughs> if you thought the trailer was bonkers, just wait until you it, you read some of the rumors and some, and some things like that. It truly sounds like it's going to be Wild, you got Sam Raimi directing this one, making his return back into the comic book genre and directing this film. And of course, this one was supposed to come before No Way Home, so they had to do a little bit of a change up here with uh, their release date and how this film was going to be made and what was going to be in it and how No Way Home was going to inform some of what Doctor Strange might be getting up to in this one. Now, yeah, I know, he, he forgets Peter at the end of it, but... You know, he did inadvertently kind of, you know, start the multiverse of madness. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You can make a case for a lot of characters that started that, but this one looks wild. You're bringing a whole lot of new characters, potentially a whole lot of cameos from past movies and not just MCU movies, past Marvel movies in general. And so Matt, your uh, Chris Evans human torch cameo is not off the table, my friend. Is not off the table by a long shot. If you appeared in a Marvel movie in the past, I think you can make a solid case that they could potentially have a little bit of a cameo in Multiverse of Madness. And it's probably the film to do it in. But this one is probably the most eagerly anticipated of the Marvel movies that are coming out next year. And you're bringing Wanda in here. What her role is going to be like in this one. This It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, uh, what a glow up for Doctor Strange with uh, his first film and then you get this one. Kind of crazy. So Multiverse of Madness coming in at number two. Of course, you guys probably know what my number one is. It's probably my most anticipated of the year. And with the recent trailers, and we, me and Peter just talked about the little surprise trailer they dropped. That the day of. It's got to be the Batman. I think... A lot of people were skeptical when Pattinson took the roles. Like, oh, look, it's the guy from freaking Twilight. What's he doing? 
But I think as you're starting to see more of his films, you're starting to see how this film is looking with the trailers and the, mark and the marketing they've done for it. It looks tr truly like it's going to be a really awesome film for this year. You got Matt Reeves directing it. You got an awesome cast lined up in this one. And it looks like it's pretty much it's going to be a standalone type of film for DC. And there's probably a lot of people that that idea entices them with this one. But, I mean, you look at the trailers. You look at what the vibe that they sort of brought into them. And you see this version of Batman. And you see what might happen in this film. It gets you so amped up. It, it looks like it's going to be a crazy good time. It honestly might have a chance to be one one of the best films of 2022 for anybody in general. But this one, I mean, what they've shown us so far, it looks really, really promising. It really does. So Batman for me, I, it's my most anticipated of 2022. Now the comic book films, it's my number one most anticipated of 2022. But again, in all honesty, I'm really excited for all these films. They all have aspects that I'm intrigued by and in seeing how they handle and where they go with certain characters. So, there are some of my thoughts on the films of 2022. Now, of course, we still we got some shows that are coming out that a lot of people are excited about coming. There's a, You got your, your more prestige shows that are coming out that everybody's excited about. Just as there's prestige films that are coming out that everybody's excited about that have good directors and really good cast that are working on those films. So who knows? I may get a chance to check them out later this year and uh, maybe get to talk about them before the year is done. But I guess let's talk about some of the shows that are coming out this year that I think probably a lot of you guys are excited about. Uh, one thing that, that I just got reminded of it, that's coming out this year, you got the Lord of the Rings Amazon show that's coming out this year on Amazon. I, I want to say I watched the first, I, I, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time, really, during the pandemic, during 2020. Really crazy how good the, those films are. And now you got this show coming out, highly anticipated. A whole lot of money has been put into it. And I think for Amazon, you got to hope it hits. And uh, you're going back into this world. I know there's a lot of people that are excited to go back into into middle earth and uh see what happens in this one and i think this is gonna take place sometime before the events of that trilogy so gonna be uh, interesting to see how this goes about but i know that's something a lot of people are excited about you also got house of dragon going back into the westeros the world of game of thrones and this is a prequel as well taking place that uh, I want to say a thousand years or so before the events of the Game of Thrones series. So that's coming out on HBO this year. And then you got one of Peter's new loves, Stranger Things. They're coming back for season four. I don't know if this is going to be the last season or not. But uh, we got a season four coming out. So I know Peter, uh, being a new fan with Stranger Things, is excited about this as well as Everybody else that's been a fan right from the get-go. So you got this coming out. You also got a Halo show coming out. 
it with Paramount Plus. I never played the Halo games, but I know there's probably going to be a huge fan base that's going to be excited about a Halo TV series coming out. And speaking of video game series, you got The Last of Us. You got that TV series coming out. Now, I don't know what platform that's coming out on. Uh, I guess I can go take a quick look. But you got The Last of Us coming out as a, t as a TV series. You got Pedro Pascal, who's going to be starring in this one. So, not only is our guy Mando going to be uh, it in uh, Mandalorian... He's going to be in this one. Going to set, all right, it's going to be set to air on HBO. Uh, I don't think we uh, have a specific release date for, uh, for some of these series, but it's expected to debut in 2022. So it's going to come out sometime this year, buddy. So I know there's going to be some people that are excited for that because of their love for the video game. Then you also got Winning Time, the Lakers show that's coming out on HBO as well. HBO's got a, a really good, couple of really good, big, exciting shows that are coming out this year. And uh, that should be fun for me as an entertainment fan and as a sports fan in, in general. And uh, seeing this one, I believe they released the trailer for that not too long ago. And it looks really fun. So you got Winning Time there coming out out on HBO Max. And then our usual sort of Star Wars Marvel shows that are coming out. And uh, probably something I probably shouldn't have done because it got me thinking too much. Uh, but you got all all these Marvel shows and Star Wars shows. So I kind of try to game plan about when these might be released. It's probably bad thinking on my part for trying to do this and thinking too much into this. But right now, I mean, you got... The Book of Boba Fett going on right now. Two episodes in. I want to say I saw a graphic that said eight episodes. But I'm now thinking maybe seven. So either way. It's around that mark. And. Going off the Star Wars shows. You got Obi-Wan. Which may be the most. Anticipated of the Star Wars shows this year. Because. You're going back. And dealing with the character of Obi-Wan. With Ewan McGregor coming back. And you're going to have a lot of stuff that you're going to deal with in him coming back. Including a certain Darth Vader with Hayden Christensen coming back to playing him. So that's probably going to be on everybody's most anticipated of the Star Wars shows. You probably, you got Bad Batch Season 2 possibly coming this year. You got the Andor series based on Cassie and Andor who we saw in Rogue One. And so I anticipate that's going to be sort of a spy, espionage type of film set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, supposedly that's going to have a lot of episodes, probably around 10 to 12. So you're going to have that. And then also, speaking of Mando, you got Mandalorian Season 3. We last left off with Mando in Season 2. Him going off with the other Mandalorians and with Baby Yoda going off and training with, I'm oh, sorry, Grogu. Keep on forgetting that they actually revealed this name. Um, but you have Grogu going off with Luke Skywalker there at the end. And so, we'll see where Mandalorian Season 3 takes us. And uh, we'll see how much of Baby Yoda we actually get. I, I did again. We'll see how much of Grogu we uh, we get in this one. 
and uh, see where the story takes Mando next. And if they're going to deal with something on Mandalore, you know, with them introducing a lot of Mandalorian characters last season in season two. So uh, we'll see where season three takes us. Uh, really excited to see what they do here. And then I think as far as the Star Wars shows, that is it. I don't think Ahsoka's coming out this year. I don't think the Acolyte is coming this year. Although that could very well change. And, uh, you know, one thing to think about considering the Star Wars and Marvel shows is are some of these going to overlap each other? Because they got so much stuff coming out. Both of them do. And, uh, I mean, you got to wonder, are some of these series going to overlap with each other? Or could it be a situation where maybe, like, you have a live-action show of, like, Star Wars, and then you have an animated show from coming from Marvel, or vice versa, you know, and that's how they overlap. I'm thinking we might get some that overlap this year. We'll just have to see. And, uh, who knows, this might be the year we finally get a fix of Star Wars and Marvel in one week at the same time, live-action stuff. So that could be, a uh, that could be fun for us fans. As far as the Marvel stuff that's coming out this year, pretty much all new characters that we're dealing with. And that Marvel Encyclo Encyclopedia is going to really help <laughs> this year with uh, with all the new characters that they're introducing. I think the first one that they're going to bring up is Moon Knight. I think that's going to be the first one up and uh, get us into that world. And there's a lot of supernatural elements there, potentially with... Dane Whitman from Eternals, potentially with Blade and uh, all that stuff, and getting to see Mark Spector as Moon Knight and see how Oscar Isaac portrays him, see Ethan Hawke in this one as well. And I think it's going to be the first one up. It's going to be a really interesting series to see how they handle, if you know the character of Mark Spector in the comics, to see how they handle his aspect of multiple identities and all that stuff. But I think that's going to be the first one up. I think She-Hulk is going to be next. The way it's set up, it sounds like it's going to be a dramedy in the in the law room. And uh, it sounds like it's going to have a lot of episodes as well. I think around 10. And uh, we got a little bit of a, a couple clips from that later on in the year last year. And we're probably going to have a lot of cameos in there with some Hulk-related characters. You know, Bruce Banner's going to be making an appearance. Uh, maybe we get abomination in here. Who knows? If it's gonna be set, uh, gonna be in court a whole lot. We might uh, you might see a really good lawyer show up in the form of Matt Murdock uh, coming into this show. So he might be making some appearances in uh, in this one. But it, it's probably gonna be. And for me, I think it's probably gonna be coming out after Moon Knight. And then they did give sort of a time frame for when Miss Marvel's going to come out. That's going to be six episodes. They did say the summer. So you do have a kind of a little bit of a timeline about when that show might premiere on Disney+. And then you got a couple Guardians-related properties coming out. You got the I Am Groot show coming out. That's going to be six episodes. And so <laughs> I imagine that's going to be in the type of vein of, you know, the Forky series that came out a couple years ago. So, I imagine it's going to be in that similar vein right there. And then, they're filming this concurrently along with Guardians 3 and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. 
just the fact that, you know, it makes too much sense that we're getting a holiday special with these characters. So I'm really excited to see what James Gunn does with this one. I mean, I, you guys pretty much got to guess this one's going to be coming out around Christmas time. So it's going to be probably around a December release. But I'm so excited to see what James Gunn does with this. This should be awesome. This should be fun. Uh, it might get some people to watch uh, the Star Wars holiday special and look back on that holiday special <laughs> right there. But uh, as far as I know, those are the ones I think are pretty much locked in to come out for Marvel and Star Wars, the shows at least coming out in 2022. So going to be a really exciting time for the movies and the shows with all of them coming out. And so guys, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up with 2022. Again, there's a whole lot of stuff coming out in 2022. Um, there's still some stuff on the film side that oh, that's coming out this year that I probably didn't have on my list, but I'm probably going to go check out and see because it looks like hopefully despite how this variant the omicron variant is raging on maybe there's a little bit more of a normalcy in going back to the theaters this year and so hopefully if you didn't get back to the theaters last year hopefully you can get back to them this year at some point and uh i, I know for those that have been waiting a long time to get back it's probably been hard for them but just hang on. That time's coming soon for y'all. So hang in tight. So I think that'll do it for us here, everybody. That'll do it for the first entertainment pod of 2022. Hopefully you guys are going to have a good year with all this stuff coming out and are, and are excited about some of the stuff coming out as I am and cannot wait to talk about it when it comes out. So thank you guys for tuning in again. Go check us out where you guys get your podcasts and, uh, until next time, talk to you then.